Hey, you guys, this is Lisa Clark. I'm so thrilled that you've joined us today. Chrissy and I just finished recording this podcast, and I think you're in for a big treat. We are talking about aging today. And if you follow us, you know that Chrissy just had a big birthday. I'm right on her heels. So this is happening whether we want it to or not. And we have a fun discussion on aging today and just talk about what the Bible says about it and just the different things that we might fear, but also just the benefits. Aging is kind of a bittersweet time. And so anyway, it's a fun conversation and we think you're going to enjoy it. So thanks so much for listening. As always, if you'll go to Apple Podcasts and throw us some stars, we sure would appreciate it because that's how we're able to be located more easily. If we can get some more recommendations and stars there on our podcast, we sure would appreciate it. So thanks again. We appreciate you. We love our listeners. Let us hear from you. We love feedback. Go to our Instagram or Facebook page, wherever you can reach us. Or you can go to chrissydunham.org. Give some feedback there my website as well, lisaclarkspeaks.com. So without further ado, here's this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. This is going to be a very fun one. Today, it's just Lisa and I, and about a week ago, Christy turned 60. And so it got us to talking and thinking about the aging process, what that looks like, what our fears are, what our what we have our confidence in, and all those things. And so we just thought we would chat about it today. Lisa is coming off celebrating a birthday for her grandson, Ezra, that is two. So he and I or at opposite ends, right? That's true. That's who you are. He's starting out and I'm going into the fourth quarter. (laughs) It is just a number though, right, Chrissy? And let me just say from the very beginning, this is my favorite time of the year when Chrissy's actually two years older than me. So let's just, I say that every year, I think, but I want to say it again for the record. I am only 58. Chrissy is Uh 60. And in May, that all comes to an end. Yeah, it's about a six-week window, (laughs) six-week window where Chrissy's two years older than me, and I just get the biggest (laughs) chuckle out of it. It's so funny, everybody. I feel so so youthful and Mm -hmm. young. Mm-hmm. around a 60 year old, but really, and I've heard so many people say this, we celebrated you big because 60 is a big one. You know, it's one of those ones you want to celebrate, but I've heard several people along the way say 60 was a tough one. Now, Brad, my husband, he turned 60 in June. So he is coming up for him. He's like, I'm not, I don't want any kind of celebration. I don't want to talk about it. And so a lot of people, like I have a friend that said, when, when I turned 60, my kids for the first time kind of looked at me like, oh, she's, she's old now, you know? So it is just a number. I mean, it's just a number. You're no different than you were, you know, three years ago, five years ago. Aren't you? I mean, are you? Yeah. Yeah. I feel better than ever. I am at my prime, Lisa. Yeah, you really are. It's just a number. It is. It is. It is the great jubilee, if you will. The year we, of the Jubilee. We, I thought Jubilee was at 50. It is, but I'm just stretching <laughs> it out a little bit. I like the word Jubilee. 
I think 60 is a definite milestone and, you know, we are excited about it. And, and, you know, I think aging is one of those things. that's kind of a bittersweet deal, don't you? Because I think there's just so many great things about it. Well, the scripture, we're going to read some scripture, but the scripture says so many great things about the wisdom that you gain from older age and the gray hairs are the ones you want to be around and all that kind of thing. So there's so much, there's a bit, it's a bittersweet time because there's so many wonderful things. We're both grandmothers. So we're, we're able to enjoy our grandchildren. There's obviously some, you have a little bit more freedom, not only in your budget, maybe because, you know, maybe your kiddos are out of college and married. And so you don't have those big ticket items anymore. It's kind of a nice thing, but also you're can maybe go on a trip now that you've looked forward to. And all of these things that are kind of nice, you know, you're just, you're not tied down as much anymore. Maybe like when you were younger or just getting started in your marriage, but then it's a, it, the, there's the opposite side of that too, which means you are getting older, and with older age comes more sickness, and uh, you're closer to the end, you know, closer to heading to the top of that mountain and going off with your ancestors, <laughs> like we talk about in the Old Testament. So, and then there's just all kinds of things. Why do you think we resist it so much? I, I mean, I remember you've heard the story of, I think it was Zsa, Zsa Gabor that lied about her age till she died. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. why do we, I know celebrities in Hollywood tell stories and fibs about their age, or maybe, you know, tweak it a little bit. But why do you think we resist it so much? I think, you know, for me, it's, you know, you really do start thinking about this is my last quarter. And people laugh when I say that, but it's the truth. 20 years, maybe 25. I don't know. Only the Lord knows. That's right. You know, time is sacred because it's God's gift to us. So we need to protect it, take care of it. You know, I love the whole Ecclesiastes 3 where he talks about, you know, the mystery of time and that there's an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in and talks about all the different time frames. But you know, Solomon wrote this and he was super smart, super rich, had it all. And it's interesting that he took time out just to talk about time. Yeah. So with me turning 60, I started thinking a lot about time. And this was my mom's favorite scripture. So she had it on her, she had it on a big stone at the entrance of her home. And it said to everything, there is a season. And isn't that so true? The Bible is true. And it says all that. But the whole reason he said all that is in verse 11, he said, he has made everything appropriate in its time. Everything is appropriate in its time. So it's no mistake that I was born during this time and that I you know, experienced a pandemic and I experienced a 9-11 and I've experienced a lot of things in my life that my parents didn't experience, but they experienced other things. And the Lord made me for this time. And I'm excited about that. He made me to fill this time and he has a reason for me to be alive. And when my, I've accomplished my assignment that he's given me that I need to figure out each and every day, once that assignment is complete, he's going to blow the whistle and call me home. 
And that is going to be an amazing day. That's one thing about aging. When I was thinking about time, you know, heaven was always a little scary to me uh, when I was younger. I didn't know a lot about it. You know, I'd heard about it, read some descriptions, but I'm just like forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Like if you really go there, it gets kind of scary. Well, the older I get, the more excited I am to get there. And I can't wait. I mean, I don't want to go tonight, but if I did, I really, I'd be excited to be there because so many people that I know are there, number one. But number two, it's just the longer you walk with Jesus and the time that he's given you, when you're older, you spend more time with him because you have more time, like you said. So this whole time thing is so interesting because I have more time with him. I'm falling deeper in love with him every day and heaven becomes sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. Growing up, First Baptist Church, Pahuska, every Sunday morning when you left Sunday school and was walking into the sanctuary, the first song we sang was Victory in Jesus every Sunday. (laughs) And that's one of my favorite hymns because there is victory in Jesus. And Kayla Grizzard and Laura Meadows know that when I do go meet Jesus, they're singing that at my funeral because (laughs) there's victory there. So when there's victory and you have confidence in the time that God's given you, it's just so sweet. And I think because of aging and you do have this more time, I don't know about you, but I don't sleep as well. So I get up earlier Mm -hmm. and I've always been an early riser. But I am especially now during these days and just, I can't wait to get up and spend time with him. I just can't wait to see what he has to say. When I think about time, it's just such a precious, precious gift. It is. And it's the gift that we've all been given equal parts. You know, all of us have been given the exact same hours in the day, not the same years, but we've been given the same hours in the day. And I think that's how we're supposed to look at our life. Isn't it like today, this is the day the Lord has made because none of us knows what tomorrow holds. That's right. So I think that's just, that's just such a wise thing you shared. I love the part where you said, as we get older, we have more time to spend with the Lord. Totally agree with that. I've seen that evidenced in my own life, but also that then we start to anticipate heaven more. Because we're so close to the Lord, we're reading the scripture, we're learning more, and it just seems like that seamless transition. So I, I, when I was raising the girls, I I said, if you'll understand your identity and and really maturing your faith while you're still at home, that's that transition from home to college or young adulthood or whatever that looks like for a young person will be a seamless transition because who you are will not change. And so it's the same way as we grow older, but the, but the transition to heaven, it won't be a big transition for us because we are this, our eternal life has already begun as believers in Jesus Christ at the point of salvation. And so as we grow older, we're anticipating more our final destination. Let me put it like this. This is a great illustration. Don't, when you're a young child, Halloween happens and then Thanksgiving, what do you start just to anticipate so much? Christmas, Christmas. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Christmas, you count down and you are just, you can hardly sleep at night because Christmas is coming. Christmas right. is coming. Well, won't heaven be like so much more than Christmas? 
Yes. And, and so we should be anticipating our face-to-face moment with Jesus like a child anticipates Christmas. That's how we should look at our home going. And yet, because I believe we're so, number one, self-centered and self-focused here on this earth, and we don't know what we don't know, right? We don't know right. the grandeur and the glory of heaven. We can read about it in God's word. And we can picture a little bit in our mind, but our mind is so finite that it's hard for us to visualize exactly what it's going to be and how amazing it's going to be. So I think we fear it and we're just kind of more comfortable in our comfort zone of being here on earth. But I think if we look at it with the, okay, so here's one of my favorite scriptures on aging, Chrissy, it's Psalm 92, 14. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. I love that because what that says is, hey, nothing's changed. Yeah, you've got some wrinkles. Yeah, you're, you, you need hair color a little more often if you choose to go that route. Yeah, your body might start to suffer a little bit more. Or you might have some physical ailments. Nothing, your purpose and your mission has not changed. You are still producing fruit for my kingdom. You are still doing good. You are still about the gospel. You are still vital and green. That means you're growing. And right. if you're growing and if you're alive, then you need to stay going. Because if you stop then I think that's when we, when we start to deteriorate, when we feel like, well, I don't have a purpose anymore, or that's a young man's game or whatever that might be. It's just so important for us to keep going and anticipate that day, but also to understand that we've got a mission here right now. And every day is a gift, just like you said, open it, do God's work, go and tell the good news of Jesus Christ. Have joy in your life where people notice a difference in you. Be an encouragement to those people he puts in your path. Wear a smile. As Chrissy says, the party don't stop and the party is every day. And that's how we need to be living our life, even as we grow older. That's right. And talking about, you know, this aging process, I've always been a joyful person. The glass, yeah, have. glass is full, all those things. That's just you. I'm a seven on the Instagram, yes. all that stuff. Yes. But when I started thinking about aging, the older I get, the more joyful I am with all things like the joy of a sunrise, the joy of a sunset, a joy of looking at social media and seeing pictures of my friends and their grandkids and people sending encouraging scriptures or talking about what the Lord is doing, or they went on this vacation. It brings me more joy than ever before. When I was younger, not so much with social media because it's still pretty new. Yeah. Um, I would become jealous, you know, oh, they got to go somewhere and we didn't get to go anywhere. Oh, yeah. she got a new, new curtains or new couch and I, you know, I don't ever get anything. What that <laughs> is so far removed from me now. And yeah. that's the beauty of aging is you're confident and you're joyful and you trust the Lord so much that that stuff doesn't even bother me anymore. That's so true. Me either. And I, agree. I am so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And when I started thinking through that this morning, thinking about this podcast and just the joy and confidence 
and belief that I have for God is so much stronger as I get older and the older I get. And it reminded me of a verse in Jeremiah 17, and this is verse seven, and I love it. This is just so the Lord, if y'all knew, Lisa and I don't really talk a lot about what we're going to talk about when it's just the two of us. We just kind of shoot from the hip. But here's what's so beautiful about the Lord. She walks with the Lord and I do. And this verse is talking about being green too. Oh my goodness. I just love it when God does that. So this is Jeremiah 17, verse seven. The person who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence indeed is the Lord, is blessed. He will be like a tree planted by water. It sends its roots out toward a stream. It doesn't fear when the heat comes and its foliage remains green. It will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit. That tree is us and we find rest and nourishment and peace and fulfillment when we are in a life-giving relationship with the Lord and He is our source. And the older we get, another benefit is those roots go deeper and deeper and deeper the older you get. And the deeper those roots go, the greener you get. And when I used to teach this passage years ago, I would say, and you get very, very sappy. Like you (laughs) are just full of green and joy, and confidence, and trust, and you believe God so much that your roots just go deep, deep, and you become so sappy. You become so healthy, and you're producing that fruit. It does not cease, even in a year of drought, even when you're walking through the fire, even when you're walking in a valley. Your roots will go deeper, because as you get older, you cling to the Word of God. There are many nights that I have cried out to the Lord, in the word, on my knees. I have fasted Mm. over different things in my life, my children's lives. And when I'm in those seasons, Lisa, you know this, it may feel like a drought, but my roots are going deep. And I love that about the Lord. And I love that Mm. he uses green over and over and that you do not cease producing fruit. You do not cease it. There's a lady in my Bible study. She's older than me. She's smarter than me. Her name is Judy Neal. And she always says, just today, Lord, just today. I'm just going to do today. I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm not going to worry about yesterday. I'm just doing today. And every time somebody will say something, she'll say, just today, Lord, just today. That's a woman that her roots are deep and she is green and very sappy. So when we, get older, you develop this trust, this confidence, this belief, and this joy that is just unexplainable. Those that walk with the Lord understand it and they they experience it too. It's for everybody. It's a fruit yeah. of the spirit. It's yeah. inside you. You just need to grow it and make those roots go deep. Doesn't your faith muscle grow? And I think that's what you're talking about, Chrissy. And I I experienced exactly what you're talking about several days ago. And I think once we, if that, our faith muscle grows as we dig in to the word, to the Lord, in our prayer life, watching him work, 
trusting him, that faith muscle grows. I experienced it a few days ago. I something came up and I'll tell you what, it was silly. And most of the things that can offend us or hurt us are pretty silly most of the time. And something happened and I, I could feel my heart drop. You know what it, you know what that feeling and you're like, oh gosh, I'm going to (laughs) spiral, about to spiral. And I, I'll tell you what I said, Lisa, have this full blown conversation with myself, Lisa, God's word tells you to not be easily offended. This is not what love is. You are not to do this. You are not to let this get to you. This is not a thing that you need to waste one second on. You are blessed, blessed, blessed. There is not one thing here for you. You need to walk away from these feelings and you are not to be offended over this. And and I took it to the Lord. I heard him saying, this is not for you, Lisa. This is not my best. And I was able to totally walk away from it, repent of those feelings immediately. And and that was just pretty much in a one day turnaround. Okay. Had I been 25 or 35 when that, or even 45, to be quite honest, maybe 55. I don't know when I finally got this, but I was like, you know what? This is a sign of spiritual growth that I think might only happen at this age. Because unless you're just a spiritual giant, which I've not been my life, you know? Right. And so I think that I'm finally able to translate what I read, what I teach, what I say, and bring that back into my heart and life and let it be used in my life for good because my faith in the Lord has grown through these years to where I trust him. I trust his word. I trust him. I trust his ability to work all things out for for my good, for his glory. And I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time worrying about silly things, being easily offended, trying to control things that are not meant to be controlled by me, the things that we do in our 20s and 30s and even 40s. So that's one of the that's one of those things about aging. And, and the scripture is pretty clear. I wanted to read one of my, one of my other favorites. And that is Isaiah 46, four. And I will still be carrying you when you are old, which means he's carrying us when we're young too. Your hair will turn gray and I will still carry you. I made you and I will carry you to safety. I will carry you home. And so his intention with us has not changed as we've gotten older. He's going to still be carrying us through every situation. He is going to be there for us. The benefit of aging is knowing him more intimately to where we're able to trust him more. It's another hymn, you know, that we love. And those hymns just give us such, I love looking at the hymns. And if you follow me on social media, you know that I love the hymns and I show the background on a lot of them sometimes. And we can trust the Lord and his scripture tells us that, but when you, I mean, we can read it and say it all day long, Chrissy, can't we? We can read it and say it all day long, but until we actually walk it out and do it and be obedient in it, does it not, it doesn't transform us. It doesn't change us until we're able to walk it out and be obedient in it. And that's what I am discovering at this stage of my life is the obedience 
to God's word and how I know that thrills him because I'm in Deuteronomy right now. And I mean, so much of it right now is just, if you do this, then if you do, it was very much if, and then because that God's word and his law was very important to them because he was trying to teach them what obedience looks like. And there are consequences for our disobedience. And so I could go on with that, but I just, when I experienced that the other day, I was like, oh, wow, this is definitely one of the positives because I was able to, through the Holy Spirit, squelch that, which would have taken me maybe in a major spiral had I been younger. And just sometimes we just can't get out of it for a while and it stinks, but that's just the way it is. So, so true. And I think the younger generation, if you watch them on social media, they pour their feelings out on social yes. media. Yeah. I think I may have been one of those of social media. I know. <laughs> Me too. I'm so glad. I don't know. I don't know. I may have been. But, um, you know, as you get older, you brought up the Holy Spirit. And another thing I love about aging is I've learned, you know, you work out your salvation. You know, we're still working it out. And I've learned that the older I get, the more I depend on the spirit of God. And I ask him to become alive in me a lot. And even throughout my day, I start my morning by saying, Lord, I want your spirit to fill me. Beth Moore said this years ago, from the top of my head to the tip of my toes, fill me with you and push me out of the way. And I've tried to make that a habit in my life. When I get out of bed, I want I just want to be filled with you. I want the words that come out of my mouth to be yours. And I don't want them to be mine because if I depend on myself, I become selfish and prideful and all those things that we are without the power of the spirit. And that comes from a verse that is very close to me in second Peter chapter one, verse three, it says his divine power, mm. which is the Holy Spirit that we receive when we get, we get saved in his divine power has given us everything required for mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So in other words, everything required for life in your marriage raising your children at your job, shopping at the grocery store, driving in your car, planning your life, all those, everything required for life is given us through his divine power. How many days in my younger years did I not access that power And I did everything on my own. Yeah, me too. I did. I, you know, I would plan events and I, there are times that I showed up at a Bible study and have, was not ready and just ran it on my own. And his, you cannot do anything without his divine power Mm. or you're just doing it on your own. And that's not who he's called us to be in order to be green and in order to produce fruit. You have to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the older that I am, the more I'm dependent on that Holy Spirit. And I know the moments that I'm not operating in his power. And I know that my words are not as they should be. And my confidence is not as it should be. So there is nothing like 
living in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I love this verse because it just, it's the truth. Everything required for life has been given us through his divine power, everything. And I think about growing up in a small town. And when you grow up in a small town, all there is is church. I mean, it's that. That's true. That's sports. That's basically all it is. And I look back at my life and I'm so thankful that my parents raised me going to church and we never missed and we were there all the time. And there was probably a little legalism there, but you know what? There's nothing like the family of God. And my dad would say, you know, I'd always ask, why do we have to go back again? Why do we have to go back tonight? Why do we have to be there Wednesday (laughs) night? And, you know, because a lot of my friends didn't have to go. Yeah. And my close friends were there, but people I went to school with, not everybody went to First Baptist Pahuska. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they didn't have to go. And he would always say, especially on a Wednesday, he would say, I need to go to get fueled up again. I got fueled up on Sunday. I'm coming back Wednesday to get fueled up again. And it was always a prayer service on Wednesday night. We'd have our fellowship supper. The adults would go in to a prayer service. And now that I'm older, I know what my dad was saying. I needed to be around the family of God. I needed to be around my people, my tribe to get energized again, to pray again, to get filled with that Holy Spirit and hear a word from the Lord. And there's something about being with the family of God that just changes the dynamics, changes the atmosphere, call it what you want. But when there's, when I was sitting in church Sunday and we had the opportunity to hear Scott Turner, you're just sitting there. You're like, yeah, I mean, I am fired up. I am ready to go live this life. And I looked at that room that was packed. It's just like every one of us is a warrior. Every one of us is a soldier. Every one of us is getting our roots deeper and deeper and getting more green so that we can go talk about the Lord and we can share who he is through the actions of our life. And that's what my dad was trying to tell me is I got to come here and get my gas. I got to come back here and, and be around my people and hear what the Lord has to say to us as a group. And there's something about being in a group that you're more confident, you're more outgoing. Uh, you, you know that when you're on a mission trip, and you're with two or three people, you're bolder, you're stronger, you'll talk to people, you'll do. Sometimes when you're by yourself, it's not so much like that. So there's something about being in the family of God, being in your community, being in your tribe of people, and that Holy Spirit ignites you, and there is nothing like it, nothing like it. And I just love knowing that I can live through the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's everything I need. Amen. Amen. And you, you're a church girl, Chrissy. So am I, I was raised in the church. I'm so thankful, even though my parents divorced when I was 15, they raised me in the church. I, I, I came to know Christ at a young age and he has walked with me through my whole life. And just like the scripture said that I just shared, and he will continue to walk with me because he is faithful. But my story is similar to yours in that every moment, big moment in my life, I can look back at the church and that's, that's been my people. My, those are our closest friends for our whole marriage is, is our church and the people that we've met at church. And we prayed that for our, our children as well. And so it really is a sweet time as we grow older. Yes, we are going to resist some things because it's change and change is hard, but we're also going to sit back and let let God lead and take us into this 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 stage, the fourth quarter 
knowing that he is walking with us and carrying us when we can't walk ourselves. That's a sweet moment. And then, and we know that the best is yet to come. And that's what the scripture says. And that's what we know in our heart of hearts as believers in Jesus Christ, this stage of life should be our most energetic, our most excited, our, the most thrilling. And so I think if we look at it that way and, and grandkids and all the other things don't hurt, do they? Because (laughs) they make it fun. And, um, I, I went, I came out Sunday morning. We had uh, three of ours with us over the weekend and I'd gotten ready because I had to go teach my class and two of the older boys were going to go with us to church. And I, uh, came out in my little river, Jude, who's two looked at me and he says, gee, that G is my grandmother name. Gee, you're so beautiful. And I tell you what, I wanted to burst into tears, but I just put on my makeup. So I said, I can't do that. (laughs) But I just thought, you know, this is the best. This is just the best. I'm just so thankful for where we are. I'm thankful for the opportunity that God's given us to live another day, another year. And you know what? Every day, hands open to what God has for us. And I think just like Judy Neal said, what did she say just today? Just today. Just today. Just today. today. Let us be green and sappy, Lord. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Green and sappy. Very, very sappy. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, Well, I guess that's all we have to say. Anything else about aging you want to share before we uh, close this one out, Chrissy? Just the last thing is we are called to leave a legacy and Mm. you just touched on that with grandkids and it's just the older I get, the more I want to pour into them, the more people I meet with and the more people I talk to. Grandparents are always brought up in a conversation. Always, always, always. Well, my grandmother said this or my grandfather took me here. And so if you're a grandmother or grandfather listening, I'm telling you. Part of the Lord's assignment and why you're still here, if you have grandkids, is to pour into those kids. Because you know how busy our kids are, our personal kids. And Lisa and I both have two daughters. They're busy raising kids. And you know how it is. It's homework and dinner. And it just seems like you're on this cycle and it's Groundhog Day every day. And as a grandparent, you have the opportunity to come in and laugh and giggle and roll around and talk to them about everything. And mine are at an age where you can talk about a lot of things now because they're learning a lot. So as a grandparent, we are called to leave a legacy. You know, what, what you leave in your children is so much important than what we give them, what you leave them, what you leave them. You know, what if River Jude said, my G was always so beautiful when she went to church. She was so beautiful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you just, you don't know what they're going to pick up, what they're going to, you just have to pour into them every opportunity that you get. That's That's just, that's another fun thing about getting old, man. You can love them and send them home. Oh, that is the best part. I'll have to say when they left Monday, I remember John uh, West used to always say the best lights at Christmas lights are the tell lights of your family leaving your house. <laughs> so when they pulled out Monday morning, Brad and I were like, bye. <laughs> Although you love it when they're there, but you, you just kind of get used to a little bit quieter situation and we have definitely gotten used to it. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. And um, we will see you guys next week for another episode of the wonder podcast. God bless. <laughs>